Hello, and welcome again to the Sports 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Renta. I don't watch sports. That answers our question, doesn't it? Did, did you catch any games this week, Phil? Yes, I did. What? Oh, yeah. I did. What? What'd well, you see? I caught about five minutes of the Steelers game. Yes. Who, uh, uh, the Ravens. That'd yes. be a good game. That was a good uh, game. When I was watching, the Steelers were ahead, and then I left. I was on vacation. Uh, I was in the sports bar, and then I went over to the casino, and then uh, apparently they lost. Correct. Yes, that is that is accurate. That and, was a huge game, Phil. Yeah. I caught five minutes of the beginning of the fourth quarter. Wow. I drank two beers over that five minutes and then left. Yeah, those are well, you know, hey, beers. I'm proud of you, bud. Yeah, I'm that's a big too. step. You can't, just, you can't just dive into a sports game sometimes. No, I'm easing it in. Yeah. Put a little lube on yeah. the tip. Yeah. Easing so just, it yeah, in. Why don't we really ease it nice in, and uh, easy. AdamandEve.com. If, if I can make a recommendation, maybe just start watching the two-minute warnings. That oh, might, that's not that a bad way to go. That might pique your interest. Well, what I'm hoping is that they have a whole sport that's just buzzer beaters. God, where you walk great. out on <laughs> that would be fun and then great. it goes and then you shoot i would watch that for two hours yeah but hey we got headlines oh all we right. do have headlines all right oh first in the podcast most importantly because this is a tim tebow centric podcast yes. oh right the right. tim tebow update watch update Woo! tim tebow tim tebow watch update tim tebow's dominance continues as Boom. he's now three and one as starter of the Denver Broncos, he beat the Oakland Raiders 38-24. He was 10 for 21, 124 yards, two TDs, 118 yards in the ground, 9.1 yards per carry. He then went on to beat Kansas City with a performance that was mostly lackluster, but he was the uh, quarterback of the offense. <laughs> yes, there we go. One uh, for eight uh, for 69 yards, one TD, rush for 44 yards and a TD, no turnovers in the past two games, three and one. The question America wants to know, Joel, just how dominant is the Tebow child? The, the Tebow child. Best quarterback in football. You heard it from Joel. <laughs> no. Yeah. How, how many, Jordan, again, how many passes did he complete in this, this last Sunday's game? Total. Total passes did he complete. An entire 60 minutes of NFL You're making football. a huge mistake of making that plural, Joel. <laughs> I thought it was two. I thought he had a second one. One for eight. One for, for 60. I had heard two. Wow. Then what does he do? If a quarterback's not throwing it, what does he do? Does he just hike the ball and go, here, run with this? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I have no idea how well, the he does Denver run a lot. Well, won I, that game. Both of their starting running backs are out. Tebow only rushed for 44 yards. It was the Lance Ball show, basically. Oh. So, so they had another. They, they just they, they they ran the ball in all but eight offensive plays, is what we're saying here. I stand corrected. He was two for eight. Yeah. Uh, wow. You sold short his completions, Jordan, by 50%. This is true. Yeah. His three wins are in hostile road environments. Oh. Hostile road environments. People are throwing Oakland, liquor at Kansas them. City, Miami. Get off the field. We don't like you. More difficult <laughs> to do the air game on the road in hostile environments. You have to fly on a plane. you got to see America, and then you've got to play your game. That's Something like that. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to go to South Beach and dance Miami Dolphin cheerleaders, and then you got to put on a game. <laughs> huh? But but why, Joel? Why is Tim Tebow so dominant? I <laughs> Tebow. Sorry, I didn't say it earlier. <laughs> I guess I I guess it's because he fools teams into thinking that he's terrible. Oh, so he's like that, Loki, the Norse the god of mischief. Yes. <laughs> he's and a, then he's while a, they're thinking, I oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy could not hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, but he did once, twice. Twice. Three times. Well, just when they think he can't hit the broadside of a barn, quarterback draw, 15 yards. There we go. 
What else we got for headlines? Yeah, well, NFL. I'm going to do two more NFL news. I don't know if we want to talk about them. Right. NFL investigating and possibly finding Rex Ryan for cursing out a heckler. Good. Oh, my. The heckler, uh, while he's walking off the field, the heckler goes, Hey, Rex, Belichick is better than you. Oh, can I guess how he responds? What? You better Belichick your face before you wreck your face. That would have been great. Yeah. Because okay. here's the thing. It's not, neither, neither is particularly clever. Rex Ryan goes, Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> The incident, I think that's even better. I the like incident that. was caught on video. Of course, the video, I guess, just shows him looking up the stands going, shut the fuck up. Nice. And so the league is investigating. Do you really have to find... I mean, what are they investigating? I think if they catch you... I, I kind of think with, with hostile road environment, you're, you're a professional, as you just said. Yeah. You should be used Actually, to being Actually, wasn't he at home, though? Is this from the last this last Sunday's game? Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was in no that was uh, that was in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was part of why he was so upset. What a hostile home environment. Yeah. <laughs> but no, isn't that isn't that half like like I I can tell you guys right now that the reason why I would want to have seats that close to the field is to try and get people to curse at me. That makes. In sense. fact, I got John Rocker to curse me out at a Tigers game once, like uh, six years ago. Good job. Way yeah, to go. thank you. I didn't. I didn't say, "Oh, they should find that guy." How horrible that was. He actually got in trouble for some other stuff. He did. Yeah. Fill, and, and fill me in. in. Fill me in. <laughs> okay. Well, we will fill you in. Thank uh, you. John Rocker was the closer for the Braves mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, David Justice. Yes, yes, I think he did yeah. play with David yeah. Justice. Yeah, all right, cool. And so Fred guess, McGriff, crime dog. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan didn't know better than I would, but I guess at the time, John Rocker was uh, a horrendous bigot, but people did not necessarily know this publicly. And then he said a whole bunch of stuff about the city of New York, like there's a lot of gay people there, and he may not have referred to them as gay people. Yeah. Oh. He, he, he I went into de- It was a Sports Illustrated interview, and he kind of went into detail talking about why he didn't take a certain subway train. Because he thought he'd get AIDS? Well, no, I think he went and described every. It was like an episode of All in the Family where Archie like gets stuck in the elevator. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's- Archie, stop saying things about gay people. And so it's John Rocker going, hey, there's a black person, there's a Hispanic person, there's a gay person. And he just is kind of, but he's not saying it in those terms. Yeah. Oh, he's kind of being a yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the John Rocker story. I guess that's so. What did he, he call you, Joel? Good, uh, well, oh yeah, this is one of my proudest moments because uh, because uh, everyone knows he's a homophobe, and he was out. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it was before the game, and he was out. You know, jogging with the other relievers, uh, and there's jogging by, and everyone's like yelling stuff at him, like, "Hey, John, you want to go on a date after the game?" Like, "Hey, John, I'm gonna introduce you to my brother," and it's rolling off his back because by this point he's ready for it, and I think. John here is ready for this. We got to come with a different tack. And I noticed that he was the only one not wearing a hat. So I shout, hey, Rocker, put your hat on. Your brain cells are escaping. Hey, there we go. he snaps his head around and goes, shut your cocksuck, you fuck. Wait, can you repeat that? Because I did not shut your... He said, shut your cocksuck, you fuck. Shut your cocksuck, you fuck. Which rhymes. I believe he might have been starting a haiku. That sounds like a Maya Angelou poem. Yeah, exactly. But Shut he did not get suck, to finish it because fuck. the entire, like, all the people waiting in left field during batting practice went, ooh. <laughs> then he came into the game later and gave up the go-ahead home run to Robert Fick. There so we go. I'd like to think that nice. I personally affected the outcome of a game. The, because you didn't shut your cock suck. I did not shut my cock suck. I, I like the idea, too, that everyone else is, you know, yelling, you know, uh, homosexual stuff at John Rocker. And yeah. you make a crack about his hat. And that he loses his shit. That's the best part. I've heard the story before, and that's yeah. my favorite part is that because that's always the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's always you know why'd you go on a killing spree? 
Pen ran out of ink. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. So, well, I, you also have to assume if he thinks he's going to get AIDS from a subway car that he could actually believe that brain cells could escape if he's not wearing a hat. So maybe he knew he was being called out. Right. Yeah. It's like, he's got a good point. I better get him to shut his cocksuck or that fuck's <laughs> going to keep talking. Next news topic. And this is great for you, Phil, because when we, when we split up the responsibilities at the beginning of the podcast season. Yes. We said, okay, you're going to cover this. You're going to cover this. We gave you NBA. Yes. No NBA news. No NBA news. You know why? Why? Because they're still canceled. Yeah. <laughs> still not doing nothing. Absolutely. Uh, I guess uh, it, talks have totally broken down. Yeah, there's no chance, I think, for any semblance of a uh, you know a full season, obviously. Yeah. But now it's looking like even a half season could... Yeah, this could be really bad. Relatively speaking. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get a reaction out of you guys. I, know, yeah. I got nothing myself. I'm trying to get you guys ginned up or something. Here's my yeah, reaction is that my life will not change one second from not <laughs> having an NBA season. Like, my daily... I, maybe an overheard conversation will change. But that's it. No I'm change actually, in my life. I'm praying that there's no NBA season. So, uh, because I, I would like to see... I think, you know, ESPN will have no choice... But to show hockey on their top ten plays, uh, that's true. They will be they will be forced forced to finally put the so amazing you, goals near the top instead of just some guy in a fast break undefended undefended dunk being number one. You you heard it here that Joel is actually going to start believing in a god <laughs> and then getting on his knees and praying to this god that he just started believing in that the NBA season doesn't come that's back. That's all how powerful. Though, who am I kidding? Actually, yeah, ESPN would probably just start showing soccer highlights. I was going to say they're going to start. Joel would break his TV. I was going to say, I think it's just going to be a bunch of, you know, uh, recently signed major leaguers holding up jerseys. Yeah. Like, Number five, Elmer <laughs> Poole signs with the Cardinals. Here's a bunch of bog snorkelers. <laughs> Dodgers and Matt Kemp. Looking like they reached a deal. Oh, this is... Uh, Eight gonna... years, $160 million. Coming off an deal. almost winning a triple crown season. He hit uh, 324 on base percentage of 399. Slugging percentage 586. 39 dingers, love those, 120 runs batted in, 40 stolen bases, one homer shy of the 40 and 40 club. I thought the Dodgers had no money. Uh, they're getting auctioned off. Yeah, they're so, but they're still paying somebody $160 million when they have no well, money? Well, pending a physical. Over eight years. Pending a physical? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. How much is a physical, yeah. like 40 bucks? Well, no, they wait for the physical to go through. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant pending him actually going and taking a physical. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. Okay. They'd give him a but physical. But to make sure that he's not... It, this happened recently in football. that They, they had a trade, and it was going to go through pending a physical, but they gave the guy a physical... And he had a tumor. He had a brain, brain tumor. tumor. Oh, so it's good they caught it. That physical might have saved his saved his life. Yeah, might yeah. Have saved okay, his life. okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure he didn't die the next day. It did. His but prognosis the trade, is really then, good. And the they never would have caught it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then he couldn't stop thinking about the tumor, and that's when it really started to but take I'm gonna, hold. I'm going to go on record. That Matt Kemp just had an amazing, amazing, he, he did. one he's, amazing season. He's had a good year before, but he's also your classic. He puts up he puts up flashy stats in the categories that are going to get him paid. But I think if you look at the body of work, though, not, I mean, last season, last season, Every all around stat, he's really good. This last season, he's a career on base percentage of 350. That means that he came got up better. a lot from this last season. Okay. All of our stats were bad when we were four, but we got better. Yeah. Justin Verlander won the Cy Young. That's yes, pretty cool. Yes, he did. Uh, it was unanimous. Tigers it? Detroit Tigers pitcher yes. wins the AL Cy Young uh, unanimous, almost said anonymously. 
he won. But we know about it, so that uh, can't yeah, be true. Yeah, no, yeah. unanimously, 28 first place votes out of 28. Wow. Good for him. And, yeah, and yeah. And, what it, did he do that's so damn special? Uh, he was the most amazing pitcher in like 10 years. Oh, all right. Good for him. He deserves the award then. Yeah. Uh, one last piece of news, and this actually is all NHL, but actually affects the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, looking at realignment in the NHL. Oh, yeah. And it looks like the Red Wings are going to factor into that. Now, Joel, would you tell us all why that means something? Uh, well, because the Red Wings, uh, if, if I told you, Phil, that the NHL is broken down into an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference, which conference do you think the Detroit Red Wings would be in? Eastern Conference. You would be wrong. We are in the Western Conference. But we're in the Eastern side of the United States. You are absolutely correct. But we are, admittedly, we are, you know, we fall to the West of every Eastern Conference team, I think. Stop. What? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes. Hold on. So how, so are you saying that there's like a million teams east of Michigan and then everything else is a wasteland? No, there's there's no. I mean, it's not a wasteland. There's there's like 15 teams in our direction and there's like 15 teams over in like the East Coast. Uh but yeah, most but then people in the Eastern Conference don't get to travel around and see the world. Well, it's not the world. It's Canada and the United States, but, but you, you are s- correct. But that that that's, is the world to me, That's Joel. the whole point here is that the the Elitist. Red Wings wind up I am. flying more like travel miles than pretty much any other team, and it really kind of adds up. Right, over hostile the years. crowds. Yes, hostile, hostile crowds, crowds. But yeah, and you got fans back home on, on yeah. a weeknight want to watch the Red Wings play the Ducks. It's on at ten o'clock Eastern yeah. time. People got to work. Wait, there's fans of the NHL. Yeah, News especially in me. Detroit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Joel, it's, it's great to have you join me and my fam for Thanksgiving dinner. I just want you know, kind of apologize about my family in advance. I, what do you mean? It's just my family's probably a little different from your family, you know, culturally, you know, opinions. If you could, I... I Jordan, Jordan, say no more. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, Jordan, this must be your friend Joel. What a nice young man. How are you? Have a cookie. Thank you. They're, um, shaped like crucifixes. No, they're little teas for Thanksgiving. And the guy in the center? A pilgrim who loves Thanksgiving so much, he wants to give it the biggest hug ever. Huh. Right? Uh, thank thank you. Oh, these are, these are good. Oh, wow. New painting, Dad? Hardly. Just dabbling with my watercolors. Kind of in the Christmas spirit. Thought I'd do a nativity scene. Yeah, very nice. But isn't the Immaculate Conception hard to fathom with the virgin birth motifs so common in early Greco-Roman texts? It would be if the Immaculate Conception was about Jesus' virgin birth, when in reality it denotes the Virgin Mary being born without original sin. Oh. Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a common miss. Conception! <laughs> but you're correct. Many historical figures are claimed to be of virgin birth as to add a level of purity. Guess my favorite! Alexander the Great? Bingo! Come on, Joel. There's some bomb mini quiches in the living room. What were you worried about? Your family's pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna flip on the Lions game. Uh, no, no, don't! Did somebody put on the Lions game? What the f- 
fuck? Who put on the lions in my house on Thanksgiving, no less? Is he here? Oh, oh, Joel. Is he here? The lions. That's your family's deal? Are you fucking kidding me? Damn it, Jordan. Didn't you tell your friend what this does to your Uncle Doug? Somebody say my name! Hey, Uncle Doug. Hey, Uncle Doug. <laughs> Great. Here we go. Thanks, Joel. Oh, hey, Lions, huh? Oh, boy! You know they didn't lose last week. You know why? They were on a bye. Whoa! Looks like my bro's funny bone finally grew in. But seriously, those Lions are always snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, huh? Right? You guys know how to keep the Lions out of your front yard? <sighs> Put up some goalposts! Ha! But seriously, you guys have a plan if there's a tornado? Should we head to Ford Field? I say we head to Ford Field! They never get a touchdown there! Oh, man. This guy is great. I don't know what you're talking about, Jordan. What do you call a Detroit Lion player with the Super Bowl ring? A thief! <laughs> he stole the ring! Probably because he's a black guy from Detroit. He probably blamed it on a black guy who looked just like him. Ah, uh, there it is. And now it's time for another Weird Sports! Because it's Thanksgiving now time. It's, Thanksgiving it's about that time. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, I, I hope I hope that ties into the weird sport. I hope it it's a- absolutely does. Today's Ooh. weird sport: wife carrying. Yes, that's totally Thanksgiving. It plays theme. into Thanksgiving totally. How do you? How how does one play wife carrying? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, wife carrying is a sport in which male competitors race while each carrying a female teammate, traditionally their wife. Wow. Wow. They're not just racing, though, because that would be too easy. It's not like around a track, because what fun would that be? Yeah. No, this is an obstacle course. <laughs> oh, my American God. American gladiators eat your heart out. Where is this? Uh, actually, it uh, was first introduced in Sunkjärvi, Finland. Okay. Sunkjärvi. At least it's not Wales, right? Well, there's two dots over the last A, so I assume it's Jervi. Is that what the dots mean? I think so, right? But yeah, Sunken Jerry V. Sports Outsiders correct here. Right. Yeah, all right. Like all races, whoever runs it fastest wins. Yeah, of course. Right. But I know what you're thinking right now. Wait a second. Wives can be of varying sizes and shapes. This is absolutely. I was thinking thinking of Mike and Molly specifically. Exactly. (laughs) How would you be able to do it, right? It seems like the person with the 20 pound wife would be able to win. Right. People who have wives with eating disorders. Would have yes. a great advantage. I would say so. See, I was actually thinking about how this could potentially ruin a lot of marriages because I believe it's well documented that the old conversation with wifey poo about her weighty poo is something of a minefield for the husband. Not if your competitors, though. I hear yeah. that. Competitors, but, then you just then, be like, you're fat. Thing. Lose some weight, fatty. <laughs> and she'd probably be like, thinking, you need better shoulder muscles. Yeah. Look at you yeah. with your chicken legs. But you don't want your wife to be mad at you because you lost first and mad at you again because you made her look fat by right. losing. Well, let's go over some of the rules. This might clarify. First of yeah. all, there's lots of types of ways to carry a wife, right? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't assume that everyone's just throwing them over the shoulder, right? Yeah, that'd be the fire. I'd go piggyback. Right? Piggyback be... is the number one most popular one. Really? Piggyback. Number two is fireman's carry over the shoulder. Number three is my favorite, Estonian style. Oh. Estonian style. It seems a little racist because it seems like it's making fun of Estonians because the wife hangs upside down with her legs around the husband's shoulder and holds on to the waist. So it's the 69 position. <laughs> that I don't know if it's making fun of Estonians. Yeah, I want to I want to go visit right. Estonia now. It's, it Estonia like, sounds like the greatest country in the entire world. What I don't get is it seems like it would make more Estonia, sense. Estonia, hello, is I don't know. Yeah, Estonia, Estonia, we more get sixty nines like, all the time. Yeah. Estonia, more like Ebonia. Bam, you'd poke her eye out. Way to <laughs> knock over that microphone there, Joel. It warranted a fist pump. Uh, major wife carrying competitions, not just in Finland anymore. But the Finland one is the most fun because uh, the prize depends on the wife's weight Ooh. in beer. Oh, what? man. Yes. That is awesome. You win your wife's weight in beer. Yes. I would oh, work so, that so hard and beer. marry the fattest woman I, I could find. I was going to say, that this is where it would behoove you to have a hefty wife. Yeah, because once a year you get a free keg and all you need to do is deal with having a fat wife. All I'd, I'd be looking to win two or three free kegs, Phil. Okay. Uh, you're <laughs> like what's eating Gilbert Grape style. Sure. Like yeah. afterwards, you're gonna have to burn down the house. Yeah. Though I mean, uh, it would. Hmm. Uh, well, luckily, you probably could. over. I'd get greedy and I'd probably overshoot. Is what I think would happen in the end. Guess where the three other major competitions are. We're all gonna love this. Okay. Uh, I gotta guess one is in Wisconsin. Ah, uh, Joel. Uh, I was. Uh, let's go ahead and say Japan. All right. Here we go. Jordan was right with one of them. One is in Wisconsin. Monona, Wisconsin. The second one in Wisconsin. <laughs> Minocqua, Wisconsin. Number three, Michigan. Oh. Marquette, Michigan. Oh, uh, Marquette. I feel a, a yeah. theme that these are all in, in places that have Scandinavians living. Yes, them. yes, Perhaps absolutely. Some Finnish people. Yeah, so there we go. In our hometowns, we could have gone, just gone uh, carried away. Marquette, Marquette is a little far. It's a little <laughs> away, it's, it's, sure. But I got to use my other hand for that one. But if you're thinking about yeah. it. But gorgeous up there, yeah. it should be said. And you could win UP, your, your ladies' weight in beer, so it had been worth the trek. You know, the, the North American wife-carrying uh, competitions takes place on Columbus Day at the Sunday River Ski Resort in New Remain. That's where the actual championships take place. Oh, ah. so the, the, the qualifying rounds are in Wisconsin and Michigan. I think those are just, like, fun events. Those are just, like, big, <laughs> oh. big events. Well, it sounds you know? to me like all wife-carrying competitions are fun events. Yeah. Know? This is what was amazing to me. Um, they, they didn't list anything after the 8th annual, which was in 2007. There was 40 couples participating, and that was a record, was 40 couples. That's it? That's what I thought. I'm like, that doesn't, it should be more than that, right? You think so? I'd want to win weight. For your wife's weight in beer? It seems like people would be coming from miles around. Right. Yeah. Do you want me to go through the incredibly long history of this sport? Because it's pretty fascinating. Sure. Probably not true, but it's fascinating. All right, everyone hold on to your pants. This is a long one. There are many thoughts on how this sport first originated in Finland. Tales have been passed down from one person to another about a man named Herko Rosvo Rankainen. That's what I think. No. I think it's no. Herko <laughs> Rosvo Rankainen. Uh, the man was considered to be a robber in the late 1800s. He lived in a forest. 
No! Ran, nope, he lived in a forest <laughs> and ran around with his gang of thieves, causing harm to the villages. This is actually in the description of the history and of the sport. And please tell me, and stealing women. Yeah, it was written by the Brothers Grimm, I think. Yeah. Um, from what has been found, there are three ideas on to why this sport has been invented. Heavily researched. Uh, first, Rasvarankainen and his thieves were accused of stealing food and women from the villages in the area he lived in, and then carried these women on their backs as they ran away. That seems... Who are these women who can't get away with... He's got both his hands full of Well, I think it's weird, too, that basically they're using the Disney cartoon insinuation of rape. Yeah. Because that's basically what they do in old-timey cartoons. Like, ah, you're coming with me, Belle. Right. It's like coming where? Yeah. Whoa, Phil. What? You didn't need to go there. No, I didn't need to go there. (laughs) But on the other hand, I would have raped Belle. <laughs> dad's that absent-minded clockmaker. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm more of a Gaston myself. He was the bad guy. Well, yeah. no one, no one eats like Gaston. No one drinks like Gaston. No one. I don't even remember. And every song, square but... inch of him's covered with hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, description number two. So wait, so the first theory is this guy raped women, and so they started a sport. Yeah. Well, okay. it, the raping wasn't so what started the board. It was the carrying the women away. Yeah. Someone's like, them. oh, he's carrying my wife away. Hey, wait a second. Carrying my <laughs> wife away, huh? <laughs> Look how slow he's going. I'll bet you I could carry her way faster than he can. And the game is on. <laughs> yeah. It's on the streets. The second uh, description uh, said there was young men who would go to villages near their own, steal other men's wives, and then have the woman become their own wife. That, uh, ah, that, see, again. Again, it's the same thing, only instead of thieves, it's just upstanding people who are just yeah. like, you know what, I'm going to go steal a woman today. I think I'm going to go take Bill's wife. Yeah. Kind of hot. Yeah. yeah. Not, I bet I can carry her. Bill can't run. He lives in a whole different village. He's, things are going to be weird. <laughs> going to be a ways away. Yeah. Uh, third, there was uh, the idea that Rasvorakainen trained his thieves to be faster and stronger by carrying big, heavy sacks on their back, which could have eventually evolved into a sport. You're by right. carrying women, I guess. This, the problem with that explanation is that uh, the main logical jump in the wife-carrying event, as far as I can tell, is not, not the decision to carry something heavy, but the decision to specifically carry your, your wife or right. a woman. Well, now it seems so like... So just carrying sacks, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like how they invented boulder carrying. Right. Or or sack carrying events. Yeah. I Not think it's, it's got to be because of the novelty, right? Yeah. Because it's a silly name. Right. Yeah. But it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Hey, and there's no silly novel things in that book. No. Yeah, so it's hey, legit. Who's 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 got the record for the, the most beer one? Who's got the the, oh, win, the win with the heaviest the fastest wife. wife? That would be great to know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to do some more research. Or who and maybe who come felt back. like they got gypped? You know, like uh, man, I won, but is this winning one case? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really. Uh, I had to race with Callista Flockhart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not worth it. The, but because it's in the Guinness Book of World Records, there has to be rules, right? Yeah, there has to be. First of all, the length of the official track: two hundred and fifty-three point five meters. Why oh. they made it so specific escapes me. Yeah. Meters? I mean, that's it's not that Meters far. are kind of weird to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A little out there. Units of 10? Crazy. We go yeah. by units of 12 and other such things. 36, then? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. like uh, between a 
sixth and a seventh of a mile, 250-some meters? But remember, it's an obstacle course. It's not a straight run. Oh, okay. Because yeah. rule number two, the track has to have two dry obstacles and one water <laughs> obstacle that's about a meter deep. Ooh. A meter is pretty deep if you're carrying it's, an entire it's woman. It's three feet, three inches. Yeah. Really, really they just cribbed, cribbed the rules of golf. Right, exactly. <laughs> kind of for exactly. this portion of it. I think that they actually do the running through 253, the golf course. 253, uh, well, I guess that's not the length of a golf well, course. Well, for instance, if, if your wife is on the ground and you approach her and then like a gust of wind blows her off, they penalize you a stroke. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love the third rule because this I'm reading the actual official rules. And the way that this one is worded is, the wife to be carried may be your own, the neighbor's, or you may have found her further afield. She must, however, be over 17 years of age. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they got I, some rules. I love they yeah. had a the little bit of poetry before they're pretty much like, don't statutory rape anybody. <laughs> hey, in fairness, it, the, I think the rule could exist because they don't want anybody carrying, carrying a child a baby. because they're late. Yeah. yeah, like that'd be too easy. I've got a newborn just one-handing it all yeah. the way through the course. <laughs> Uh, I got a newborn. Give me a 40. <laughs> now. Well, that's also solved by the next one. The minimum weight of the wife to be carried is 49 kilograms. Oh, well, then I take it back. If they have a minimum weight and an age requirement, then yes, that, that's a statutory rape thing. But you also don't want to be discriminatory. So if she's less than 49 kilograms, the wife will be burdened with a rucksack <laughs> containing, <laughs> containing additional weight. So that the total load is no less than forty nine kilograms. Burdened with a rucksack. <laughs> so well, you're already epic. you're already burdened with a wife. <laughs> so so that means hey, wait, a kilogram is two point two pounds, is that correct? Uh that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah that on, makes sense. So near hundred and eight pounds she has to be. Yeah. yeah. So what my question is, That's Joel, a- you're good at math. How much beer is that? What's the minimum amount of mm. beer you could win if you had the, the lightest wife? Okay. Uh, are, are we gonna go by are we gonna go by <laughs> we're gonna go what? by cases? It's hundred and eight pounds of beer. Uh, yeah, but how much beer does that equate to? 108 pounds. 16 ounces to a pound. So why don't you, what's 108 Yeah, I guess that's times, what I'm asking is how many ounces. Yeah, so 108 a, what, times 16. You got to That's like 108 computer, cans right? of beer then, right? 16 ounces of cans? Yeah, but we're talking, we're talking 16 ounce cans. Cans are usually 12. Oh, yeah. So it's 108 times 16 divided by 24. And this we're must get be how many fascinating cases. for the podcast listener. It's 1,728 ounces. Divide that by 24. Why 24? Because, uh, I mean, wait. 12, right? Divide 12. that by 12. And that's how many cans you'd have. Yeah. yeah. And then divide it by 24 to get us cases. 144 beers. Ooh. 144 beer. beers. So that's like 12 12 packs. Yep. Which means six, it's six cases. Six cases. On the noggin. Six cases of beer. That's not bad. I'll take it for carrying some woman, whether it be my own or my neighbor's, just as long as she is far afield and over 17 years of age. <laughs> Absolutely true. Well, that comes to an end. Another segment of Weird Sports. All right, folks, and it's time to wrap up the sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to give you some of our uh, patented Valiant Prophecies. Prophesize it. Valiant Prophecies. At some point, can we get a cool effect? That, that's what I do every time when I go, prophesize it. <laughs> no, no, that's not an effect. That's like, a, that's like a thing. Oh, that's you like want a, like a sound drop, like a needle drop like they do in drive time where it goes. 
prophecies. Will that should be like a deep. I've been trying voice, to get like, a fart button since episode one. Prophecy. That's what I mean. That's what I want. Like echo, echo, echo. Okay, how about this? I'm going to make a comp for it. I'll I'll find a way to put one together, and then on the next episode, I'm going to premiere a Valiant Prophecy sound drop. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! And folks at home, email us in. Let you, let us know what we think, and we'll we'll try a couple out and see which yeah. one people I'll like. I'll make a new one every week, and then we'll yeah. we'll vote at the end on the website. I like that. Yeah, let's do that. Cool audience participation. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't mean for it to be a thing, but okay. Now it is. Thanks, Jordan. <sighs> Put more of, work on my shoulders. A lot of work. A lot of work. A lot of work, Jordan. A lot of work. All right. Uh, a lot of college football this weekend. Got a few interesting matchups. Uh, put number one on the docket. Number 16, Nebraska, 8-2. and two. At number 18, Michigan, also 8-2. and two. Uh, My girlfriend is from Nebraska and I'm from Michigan. Uh Uh-oh! So what I'm saying is, uh, since I generally win all the arguments in the family, I'm going to go with Michigan. All right, all right. Uh, I believe Michigan's favored in this game, right? They are. Last I checked, spread was Michigan by two and a half. Or yeah, somewhere uh, in so there. So, like I said, I'm actually, I'm, I'm probably going to put a little money down on Nebraska, and I'm going to go ahead and say Nebraska here. I think, I think this is a, at the very least a pick 'em or Nebraska a slight favorite. So, yeah, I, I'm surprised that Michigan's uh, a favorite in this game. Yeah. Um, but that said, I, I think. I don't think it's because the you know it's at a, Michigan though right? uh, yeah that's okay. I, I, that's a big actually I like Michigan in this game I, I think yeah. it's I think it's I'm un, I'm weirdly optimistic about it uh, and the fact that the line is was you know it was different earlier it's since changed I don't think that's money going on Michigan I think that's actually the wise guys changing the line I'm gonna go Michigan ooh yeah I'm the odd man out here uh, number two here uh, USC eight and two not allowed to be in polls. <laughs> At number four, Oregon, nine and one. Uh, I'm going to go with Oregon because L.A. has no sports fans. Bam. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon because uh, they're a much better team, and I think they are going to slaughter the Trojans. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Oregon because Lane Kiffin can't coach his way out of a paper bag. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Get ready for a baby because the Trojan's going to get busted. <laughs> you can use that one. That's good. Thank That's you. That's really oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, this is what I'm talking I about. I am a sports professional outsider. comedian. Yeah. yeah. All right, you should you should do this for all the predictions, Phil. Okay. Right. I'll have to putting more work on my shoulders. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. Well, no, just do it spur of the moment like that one. Okay, cool. All right, so what else we got? Well, you want to talk about protecting rivalries between the two divisions in the Big Ten. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you about one. Indiana and Michigan State battle for the old brass spittoon. Indeed. I can tell you, us folks at Michigan State, this is the game we probably care about the most every year because that is an awesome spittoon. It, it, Indiana, 1-9, and nine, at Michigan State, number 15, 8-2. Wow. Uh, I think that Michigan State has more need for a spittoon. So I'm going to give it to Michigan State. They'll probably use it more. Yeah. They'll just be spitting in it. All the student body will just spit in it when they walk I, by. Uh, I just got to say, I'm really glad that this one's at home. You know? Would not want to go into the hostile environment that is Indiana. No. Yeah. Bloomington is not a good place to be playing no. a football game. Who's your daddy? Exactly. Exactly. There it is. So uh, I okay. will say, though, I mean, I think Michigan State edges them. I think Michigan State's favored in this game. By yes, like I, uh, thirty points. They are they are double digit favorites. <laughs> yes, so I, I'm going to go with state. I think state's going to win. Way to one. go on a limb out there. I don't think they're going to cover though. 
I think the spread is huge. I yeah. really think it's like 30 points. I don't think they'll cover. Yeah, I don't think they'll cover either. But yeah. obviously, Michigan State. We just brought it up because it's a little brass platoon. Yeah. Yeah. It is a protected Big Ten rivalry. Okay, this is an important game. And I believe this was created uh, when uh, Michigan State joined the Big Ten. Ooh, yeah. They, they said, let's play over something, Indiana. Old brass platoon. Well, cool. I got this platoon sitting around <laughs> yeah. we can play for. This reeks of Indiana just being dicks about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said at the time, Michigan State, Michigan State was a national powerhouse in the 50s. Yeah. So. And I don't think Indiana was as bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's much better than the Land Grant Trophy, which is like the ugliest yeah. bowling trophy you've ever seen. I know. Number 13, oh, Kansas State. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't make a pick there. Oh, yeah. No, I said Michigan State. Oh, okay. You did. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to get me to trip up. <laughs> number 13, Kansas State, 8-2 and two at number 23, Texas, 6-3. and three. Is the ride over for K-State? Uh, no, I, no, I'm going to go with Texas on this one. You know why? Well, then, yes, the ride's over for yeah, K-State. Well, yeah, the ri- then ri- yeah, I guess the ride is over because Texas is going to win. It's ascending order. It's ascending yeah. order, descending. You know what? Texas is going to win, and you know why? Why? Best stakes in America. Ooh. Texas. My two favorite stakes I've ever had, both in Texas. They, I mean, that's 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 cattle country. I gotta say though, for me, it's it's more about the barbecue. The barbecue is good. Dry rub. Oh, yeah. And slow smoke the brisket. <laughs> oh. None of that wet garbage. It's not like they're just cooking old meat and then plastering it with barbecue sauce. No, no. Smoked with mesquite lovingly over sixteen hours. That is a fine piece of they meat. They rub their salt. I'm right going in with there. Texas. Kansas State is one of those teams that seems like they're often ranked and very rarely prove themselves in the process. Absolutely. I think they stumble. I think the hook them horns. I think the Longhorns win. There you go. Last... Uh, real quick, we got to get Phil's. What, what's your what's your catchphrase for Texas, Kansas State? Uh, what, they're the Longhorns? Yeah. Um, they're going to play their horns for a long time. Victory horns. Vic- victory horns are mo- okay I'm gonna, long. I'm gonna vote that we cut this segment from here on out no no i'm, g- I'm gonna get this okay so there's longhorns right yeah uh, fa- fa- it's the wild fa- foghorn longhorns fa- there's long how about uh stick a horn in them all right let's move on <laughs> number five oklahoma eight and one at number 22 baylor six and three am i crazy to say they should be on upset alert Yes, probably. Has, o- has, has Oklahoma ever lost to Baylor? Oh, I'm sure at some point. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Baylor because they've got a, like a Rudy-ish name. Yeah. Like you want to root for someone named Baylor because they're like they're the underdogs, clearly. <laughs> Baylor is actually my mother's alma mater oh. for undergraduate. Oh. It's your uh, alma so. mother. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my mater's alma mater. It makes my alma mater mater. There it is. So it matters to me. <laughs> uh, boom! Let's stop this pun forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still picking Oklahoma because yeah. my mom oh, hates football. So how good could Baylor be? You know, honestly, I I think it's Oklahoma, but do not be surprised if Baylor has this. If it's not, it's not going to be sealed up. I think in the in the fourth quarter, I think really? Baylor's going to be keeping it close. I think Baylor's decent, and they got some quick players. That Robert Griffith the third, the quarterback, really good. Oklahoma third still time's vulnerable. the charm. Because Robert Griffith, the first and second, were terrible quarterbacks. Yeah. Good Civil War generals. <laughs> yeah, but terrible quarterbacks. All right, but we're wrapping up the podcast, but you can stay in touch with us always and forever on Twitter. Yes, it's twitter.com slash sports3podcast. That is the number three. Sports, sports the number three, three podcast. podcast. Awesome, but you can email us too. Yeah, sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. And, and the, the website. 
Yes, the website, comedypodcastnetwork.com. Then you just click on Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, and you're right there. Yeah, and also, Phil's cell phone number. Yes, my is... cell phone. No, we're not. <laughs> the way to contact me directly is by writing anything on Twitter and then writing hashtag athlete food puns. <laughs> if you have the best ones, then we're going to put it on. Seriously, t- hashtag athlete food puns. Come up with a food pun for your favorite athlete. We're going to read the next ones pretty soon. We've got yeah. some good ones so far. And and you should know that this, Phil won't even talk to his own mother unless she sends him a athlete food pun. No, so. I won't. In fact, I had a job interview the other day, and I did not answer my phone because they didn't write athlete food puns. That's that no email. That's really, it's really. So let's let's send them in, folks. Decision making. Send them in. All right. Oh, you can also look us up on Google Plus. We've got sports, sports, sports. Yeah. What? Yeah. We're on the Google Plus. We're on the Google Plus. Oh yeah. man, I just we have a Facebook that. page too, but it's not even worth mentioning at this point yeah. because Why it's all Google Plus. Now. Everything's yeah. Google Plus. Yeah, that's the new hotness. Yes. I have like five friends on Google Plus now. There it is. Which yeah. circles are they in? Friends. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Lights off. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.